Your boy's back. Back again. In studio. And he's back from BIP number eight. Dude, your boy fucked his neck up real hard. I don't know what I did. I don't know if it's from my flying back from Mexico and I was like sleeping weird or like that night I slept funky, but like my neck has been mushed up for the past couple of days. Not good. Because you're getting old. It's 4th of July. We're recording on 4th of July. So happy Independence Day, everybody. But this will be coming out in a couple of days. But just so you know where we're at mentally, all that star spangled shit, you know it. How many country songs are there about? Star-spangled everything. Country guys love a 4th of July anthem. They're all about it. They're also all about going way down yonder on the Chattacoochee. Never knew how much that muddy water meant to me. And you know, the more I think about that song, the more I think it's about going down on a chick. You know? Way down yonder on Chattacoochee. Never knew how much that muddy water meant to me. But I learned how to swim and I learned who I was. A lot about living and a little about love. Song is about eating eating vagina, and maybe going south, huh? <laughs> I mean, a girl's, I'm now going to call Sarah's hee-hoo the Chattacoochee. <laughs> see if Brand's ready. There we go. Ding, dong, dang. Waiting down yonder on Chattacoochee. Never knew how much that vagina meant to me. <laughs> Are you okay? Am I ever okay, really? Or is anyone no. really okay? No. So you know that song, Way Down Yonder on the Chattacoochee, never knew how much your mother water meant to <laughs> That's me. not how it goes, but yeah. It's not? Chattahoochee. Chattacoochee. No. Let's listen. Well, way down yonder on the Chattahoochee, it gets hotter than a hoochie-coochie. Okay, so I have a new theory. I have a new theory. <laughs> This song is not about going out to a river to, like, enjoy, you know, the 4th of July, okay? Uh-huh. This song's really about going down on a chick. Oh, really? Wait, do have you, is this, like, what, known information? I thought it was, yeah. Really? Uh-huh. No, like, no? I, I thought I was, like, a genius coming up with this idea, but now you're, like. I don't think so. I think this is public knowledge. Really? I think so. Oh my god, I thought it was so smart. Hmm. And I was like, I'd go through the song and be like, these are all, well, let's just do it anyways. Like, these are all like, just like. These eat. are the clues. Yeah. First of all, Chattahoochee, come on. I mean, I know it's about the, I know Chattahoochee, but I think we all say Chattahoochee. Uh, I think it's just you. Okay, let's see. We're way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. It gets hotter than a hoochie-coochie. Okay, vaginas do get very warm down there, all right? They do, it's yes. It's fact. It's fact. It's friction and it's body heat, all right? So uh-huh. it does get hotter than a hoochie-coochie. Okay, We Next. laid rubber on the Georgia asphalt. We laid rubber on the Georgia asphalt. Putting on a condom, maybe. Maybe. We got a little crazy, but we never got caught. Okay. <laughs> 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 I mean, like they had sex, but like their parents didn't find out. Maybe, right? I hope that's what that meant. Down by the river on a Friday night, hearing little cans in the pale moonlight, talking about cars and dreaming about women. Never had a plan, just to living for the minute. Yeah, way down yonder 
on the Chattahoochee. Never knew how much that muddy water meant to me. Muddy water, maybe about your butt, you know? <laughs> that one might be a stretch. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you go south the border. I learned how to swim and I learned who I was. A lot about living and a little about love. I now need to know if, like, this is well known. Who sings this? I should Al- know that. Alan Jackson. Alan Jackson got it. Jim McBride and I were trying to write an up-temple song, and Jim came in the line with Way Down Yonder on the Chattahoochee. Hoochie. Alan Jackson <laughs> wrote in the liner notes for his seminal 1992 album, A Lot About Living. And a little about love. And it kind of went from there. At the time, Jackson was still a budding face in the country music scene. I knew about the Chattahoochee River because I was raised in Alabama, McBride told The Boot in 2015. With references to Riverside Friday Nights, Youthful Love, and Cans in the Pale Moonlight, the meaning behind the tune's lyrics captures the wistful magic of youthful indiscretion, especially as it exists on the hazy, lazy waters of Alabama and Georgia's southern border. It's a song about having fun, growing up, and coming of age in a small town, which really applies to anyone across the country, not just by the Chattahoochee. Hoochie, Jackson wrote in the liner notes, we never thought it would be as big as it became. That's because it's about eating vagina. <laughs> Sticking with it. Um, were you listening to this song recently? Is this how this came up? I don't know where any of my thoughts come from, but they disappear, you know? Really? You weren't like, no one played this song, it got you thinking, and you just woke up one morning, and this was the thought? Well, so this is kind of how it all, I, I can give you like the rundown of how this got, how we got here. Before I called you, I was talking mm-hmm. to the YFTers out there about how we were recording this on 4th of July. Yep. And then I was just like, yeah, dude, you know, we're going to be listening to all the anthems for independence and 4th of July. And then I was like, you, you know, country singers love a 4th of July anthem. Live Love. live for it, you know? It's just like, poontoon boat, beer in your hand, fireworks, eating vagina. I mean, like, that, those things just, like, drives, like, all of music growing in Nashville. So then I was, like, trying to think of, like, those country songs. And for whatever reason, I just started singing, Way down yonder on a chattacooch, you never knew how much it muddled water. And then I was like, oh, dude, that's about eating vagina. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how we got here. And now that song's going to be stuck in my head all day. I mean, there Thanks. are worse songs to have stuck in your head than Way Down Yonder on the Chattahoochee. Uh, I mean, it's not my favorite song to have stuck in my head, honestly. What I love is that Bible thumpers out there will be like, they'll they'll listen to like WAP, you know, or like, my neck, my back, my bussa, and my crack. Little did you know that Way Down Yonder on the Chattahoochee is the most <laughs> vulgar song about cunnilingus. Mm-hmm. Well, happy 4th of July to you. Happy 4th of July. You a big 4th of July gal? I used to be. Yeah? Then what happened? I don't know. Now I just, I, I feel like I'm always just working on the holidays these days. Like, I don't know. Got a gig today? Well, I had a gig Saturday night. In Park City? But holidays are... Yeah, in Park City. Holidays are big, like, work and work weekends for me. So, yes, there's that. But also, holidays, for the most part, are when my, like, I have two girls that work on my farm, and that's when they want to take off, you know? Because mm. that's when normal people, normal people get holidays off, <laughs> which means I have to do all the farm chores. So, and then I'm also trying to celebrate, right? It's like I have friends that want to come over, 
And like, I was like, you guys can come over. I can't like get wasted though. Cause I got to take care of the farm animals at 5 PM. So, you know, sometimes it just makes the holidays not as fun. Cause I have so many responsibilities and now we're recording a podcast. I'm just a working woman. Got to get them, You'd, them got, rats. You gotta. What you gonna do? Yeah. Speaking of Park City, sat next to a lovely girl on the flight there and we just got to talking and somehow, you know, Mormonism came up. Is that a thing? Is that the right term? And she was like, I grew up Mormon. Don't practice it anymore, obviously. She was like, fuck that shit. And she was, and I was like, oh my God, can you give me some tea? Like, what was it like to be raised Mormon? So she was like, giving me all this tea. And I got her number and I was like, I might have you come on my podcast at some point if you're open to talking about this. And she was like, hell yeah, I'll talk about it all day. Wow. Okay. So if we ever wanted to have her on, I got her digits. I'm down. But also like, I don't want to be disparaging. My stance is, is I think it's all crazy. And, like, I don't want to, like, hone in on just the craziness of Mormonism because I'm Catholic. I grew up Catholic, went to 12 years of Catholic school, went to an all-boys Catholic high school. I'm a confirmed Catholic. That's as, as crazy as anything else I've heard. Like, mm-hmm. if you think about it, and listen, I, I, I don't want to be um, blasphemous or whatever, and whatever you believe is whatever you believe. But, like, if you think about, if you think about the story of Jesus— pretty fucked up because mary's like 14 years old uh-huh back in the day if, like in history class we learned that women are having children very young back in the day i think that was just the thing yeah yeah because maybe because people are dying or because like being a total creep was was more acceptable then i don't know but... i think it's both i mean people didn't live as long back then so i guess you had to start earlier I know, and but... i mean it's no uh, you know no secret that like the older you get the harder it is to get pregnant maybe we were meant to have children in our teens and early 20s like i don't know i know but... i just know i that, that wasn't the path for me that's what i do know but if you're god and you're all powerful and all knowing you can get anyone pregnant so why not get someone who's like struggling with like having a kid in their like mid to late 20s you don't need to go after a child anyway. well i think the whole point was the miracle of the child is a virgin no i get it i know i understand that you know also, the... i mean it'd be hard to find like a 30 year old virgin i think maybe well, they made a movie called 40-Year-Old Virgin, so <laughs> it's possible. Oh, yeah, and, I don't know. And the is. other thing that I was thinking about, Catholics, we make this, and all Christians, like we make this big to-do about like Jesus died for our sin. He put that weight upon himself, and he died for our sins, and he made the ultimate sacrifice, and God made the ultimate sacrifice of you know his own son dying for us and for our sins and all that kind of stuff, which is totally great. But also... He got to come back to life. We all have to die, and we don't get to come back to life. <laughs> he got to come back, you know. So like, but I, don't, I guess I guess when he when he died, he didn't think he was gonna get to come back, right? Like you don't yeah, know you're gonna get to come but back. But if you're God, you kind of gotta know the plan, you know. That's yeah, but a, you don't tell Jesus about the plan. Yes, but they're all God in the same. Body, I know it's you know? confusing. It's very confusing, and I, so and like I'm like yeah, like yes, he died for our sins, but. Your boy got a green mushroom and got to come back to life. He got an extra life. That's not fair. A green mushroom. You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> we all got to die. I'll give you a jink for that. We all got to die. Anyways, I don't know why I'm talking about this, and I respect <laughs> everyone having weird beliefs. Dude, my beautiful bride-to-be believes in rocks having power and the moon and Jupiter and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's crazy, too. It's all crazy. It's going to be great. I mean, yeah. It's going to be great when we die and we find out who is right. It's going to be like the weirdest, like, you know, it's going to be 
some religion. But are we we, even going to know? Like, are are you going to have awareness when you're dead to even know that you know? I got a feeling that we're going to, like, die and we're going to come and we're going to be confronted with, like, the eternal source, whatever that is, God, you know? And he's going to be, he or she or it's going to be like, you guys were way off. I mean, I appreciate giving it the old college try, but, like, you guys weren't even close. Uh, I was talking to somebody the other day about the idea that if you don't, like, do in this life what you were put here to do, then you come back, you know, as somebody else in the next life to to do it. And that you keep coming back until you do what you were meant to do. Well, I'll tell you what, sister. That means we're going to have to come back because there's no way (laughs) in any world that God was like, you know what I want these two dipshits to do? I want them to go talk (laughs) into a microphone for an hour every week. Uh you know, that's really gonna uh-huh. make the world a lot better. That's true. I mean, maybe I don't know. We bring a lot. It's okay. Of I'm cool with taking another stab at it. I think. Yeah, I'll, I'll go round two. <laughs> Give me a green mushroom, God. Let me come back. Yeah, I better get to come back as a dude the next time. Dudes have it so much easier. Gosh. That's true. I better not come back as a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. You know, it's funny though, the whole thing of like green mushroom giving you like an extra life in Mario and then, you know, the, the red mushroom like makes you bigger mm-hmm. and then like mushrooms in our society like make you kind of trip out or whatnot. There's got to be some yeah. correlation there. So many Easter eggs in life, aren't there? Yeah, dude, Nintendo knew it's up. Mm-hmm. What a start to a show. Uh, well, we haven't even really started the show yet. I know. You want to you wanna do it or you want me to do we it? We should probably do that. Yeah, I think it's you. All right. Bros and hoes, you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with Wells and Brandy. Patriotism, America, fuck yeah. Go and get um, the motherfucking day here. All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl and Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my bowl and branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. How's it feel to be home? Dude. One, I was working on a show that I enjoy. I enjoy the people. I enjoy the people like kind of behind the scenes. I get to do it in the most beautiful place in the world. I get to watch these amazing sunsets. I get to make the silliest fucking TV in the world. And I can't tell you how excited I am to be home. The creature comforts of home are just mwah, favorite thing, chef kiss, you know? <laughs> Everyone dials it in. You know, they figured out their shit. And then you yep. dial it in, and then it's just <laughs> so good to be home. And I got back here, and I was like, the, the few things that like really bring me so much joy, I got to do. And I was like, God, I could be in literally in paradise, watching beautiful sunsets, drinking margaritas every single day. It's just not as good as being home. 
you could be anywhere in the world and you still just can't wait to be back in your fucking bed. Yeah. Like you could literally be on a spaceship looking at earth from up above in outer space and you still just wish you were at home in bed. Like it's all we ever want. That's all we wish for. Yeah. Your bed's important. Speaking of, so I don't know what it was, but in Mexico in paradise, I had this like very firm bed. Your boy was sleeping <laughs> the best he's ever slept. And I'm just a big firm bed guy because I sleep in my belly a lot, my stomach a lot. So I don't know if it was flying home, twisting my neck and sleeping weird, or when I got back here into like our very, very soft bed. But my neck has been no joke fucking destroyed ever since I got back. Like I can't even move mm. type of thing. So Sarah and I, yesterday, we took advantage of the 4th of July sale that I feel like, I feel like mattress, oh. mattress companies have like uh, sales all the time, but like they really get, uh, you know, patriotic. So we went over to the sleep number sitch, not an ad, ah. should be, there's how much we spent on it, but mm-hmm. we went to the sleep number, talked to a very nice man who we found our sleep numbers and i tell you how they get you. <laughs> technology they get you with technology every time it could be total <laughs> bullshit probably is doesn't, probably is doesn't matter so the whole thing about sleep number is that like you could have different firmnesses on each side which is what we yeah. need because she likes to sleep in a hammock like the softest <laughs> thing in the world and i'm like i feel like i'm like my ass is falling through this bed i need some i need some stability here that's because she she weighs the yeah. amount of a feather it's very true we figured that so out all she does is she just she just floats on the cloud in bed it's like she doesn't even go anywhere so true so we go my to my the- ass on the other hand like i gotta have something that gives a little bit yeah. <laughs> so i'm like keep my spine straight you know so we go to the sleep number bed they sit they put us on this bed you're like looking up at this TV screen oh, and they go to a number like you feels best for you or whatnot. And you're like, oh yeah, that feels nice. I'm getting some good support there. And then afterwards they show like a heat map of like where your pressure points were on the bed. And then when Whoa. you went to a certain number, how they went away. And it could be total Whoa. bullshit. Like it could be like they could show the exact same thing to everybody and no one would know, but it, it looked like you know, the outline of my ass. I don't know. And I was like, wow, look at that. Like you can see like the red's going away and now it's turning into blue. That's better. And that's how they get you. They get you with the, with the technology. Wow. So what's your number? At a hundred, I was like, I like that. I like it like this. I want it very firm. He's like, yeah, no, it's not your number. So I <laughs> am a 50. Huh? And Sarah is a 25. Oh, okay. I mean, they got all the bells and whistles on this thing. Like, it's all through your phone now, like, to, like, raise the bed up and lower it and turn the foot heater on. And, um, you know, when you get out of bed, it, like, notices you get out of bed and, like, turns the lights on by your feet so, like, you can, like, walk to the bathroom. What? So it's like the Toto of mattresses. It is. We were going to go to, like, different mattresses. So we were going to go to Tempur-Pedic. We were going to go to all the places and test everything out. Once we were there, we were like... We're just going to fire away, you know? Let's just, wow. So anyways, big, it's like kind of our, our big first purchase other than this house because it's going to get here like the day after we get married. So it's like kind of like a big first like marriage buy. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. It is a good one. It's And it's important. And also she's had this bed forever and, you know, like exes have, you know. Yeah. Used I don't need that, you know? No. No. I need to soil my own bed. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Please don't do that. But yeah. Well pretty excited about it pumped for you it's expensive though let me tell you what kids mattresses are not cheap yeah 
but very excited for that to be coming in. So yeah, you got big plans for uh, 4th of July? Uh, not really. I feel like the weekend was kind of the big thing, yeah. but um, I have some friends coming over to like just lay by the pool in a little bit. Nice. You know, very low key. Yeah. What about you? Throwing a party? Nope, going to the uh, country club. and yeah, uh, classic. Yeah, you know. And um, it's going to be a big party, but we're getting a car service because, like, we are I'm now at the age of which I am anticipating my fucked upness, and we're not Ooh. taking any chances. That's good. How responsible of you. That's right. Not messing around. Mm-hmm. But it's so good to be back. Oh, man, seeing the dogs. It's been great. No, Carl. You know, I got to sit in my sauna. So fun. And I know that this sounds like such a bougie thing. And you can get them. They they can be expensive, but we got ours for relatively cheap, okay? And let me just tell you something, guys. There is nothing better than getting a good schwitz in every single day. And also what they (laughs) say, they say if you sit in a sauna like twice a week, your age limit goes up like 20 years. What? Yeah. It's like such like good for your cardiovascular health and stuff. And your boy sits in it every single day. So I'm never going to die is what I'm saying. Oh, boy. But yeah, man, the, sauna, the creature comforts. I love a sauna. Good fits. Mm-hmm. But also like they've got one at the club so I, can, I could go there too. If you have an access to a sauna or a steam, you should do it. It's so good for you. That's all I'm I saying. hate sweating. It's just ugh. Yeah, but you need to get all that stuff out of you. I sweat plenty outside with the horses and all shit. Right. Trust me. All right. It's the same thing. I mean, yeah, no, no, it's not the same. <laughs> I would say I sweat a whole lot more outside doing things than I do in a sauna, but it's different. I get it. Yeah. And you can sit in there and you can like watch some shows and- I can... could do that in my bed yeah, and you... not sweat. Yes, I know, but sweating's good for you. But I sweat outside. And I tell you, the other thing is the tushy bidet, coming home to that, because in Mexico, I didn't oh, yeah. have that. If you're not living with a bidet of some sort, you are living in the dark ages. I lived an entire month with a dirty balloon knot, and I knew it, and it was not good. Ew. Come home, Come home, first spray. I didn't even need to poop. I just needed to take a month off of my butt, and we did that. God, you just don't know how do you, when you travel, do you not travel with, like, butt wipes? I do, but st- it's still not the same. <laughs> it's not, but butt wipes help. Hey, if you get mud on your driveway, do you clean it up with a towel or do you clean it up <laughs> with a hose? You know? Because yeah. a towel is still going to be on the cement a little bit. Can't get all of it. Uh-huh. But let me tell you what, if you spray that bitch down... <laughs> Clean as a whistle. A whistle. You're nuts. But yeah, you can sit in the sauna. You can watch some shows. Speaking of, do you got some favorite things? Bro, did you finish Stranger Things? Oh, my God. Did you? Okay. Did you? Yeah, my first complaint was there's only two episodes. <sighs> yes, However, but they were, they were very long. Yeah. They were very long. They were longer than a movie. Yeah. So at least there's that. Loved it. Don't get me wrong. But there has to be another season. Of course. Oh, okay. For some reason, I was thinking like we were all acting like this is the last season and this was a series finale. No. The way it ends, the upside down is now in the right side up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's definitely not over. For sure not over. Did you love it? I did. I liked it. Yeah. I mean, I did love it. I wasn't... I don't know, though. It left me feeling unsatisfied. What about you? I thought it was one of the best pieces of TV I've ever seen in my entire life, the last episode. Oh, 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 cool. Yeah. I mean, it was fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But like, I just was like, I feel like. I I don't know what to tell you other than it's just so freaking fun. I can't get over how fun that show is to watch. No, it's great. 
I'm crushed about Eddie. I'm crushed about Eddie too, but he's what made that last episode for me so amazing. I know. And somebody had to die, you know? Someone had to die. I thought Max was going to die. Me too. But Eddie's, it was so amazing him playing metal on top of the RV. (laughs) That scene is, it's so fucking perfect. Like when that was happening, I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And it's not even close. Like him just playing metal, just going crazy. And then with the heartstrings of like him being like, I'm going to save everyone's life. I'm not going to run away. And then Dustin coming coming to his side and is like, we're going to get you to the hospital. And he's like, I didn't run away. You know, like I didn't run away. I'm not a coward. It was just like, oh my God, like what, as sad as I am to see him die, what an amazing exit. I don't know if you can write a better ending for somebody. I mean, you can't. It, it was, it's great. If you're going to die, that's the way to do it. Yeah. But it was so sad. I know. And I, and I loved how they were able to bring, you know, Hopper kind of back into like it all kind of came together and made sense there yeah hopper got hot david harbour david harbour got famous and was like i'm gonna lose some weight and start slamming ass you know and they're like well we gotta write this serious (laughs) i was like what the fuck is happening here i know and i did like like a chris pratt situation he reminds me a lot of chris pratt and i did like how it was very like girl power there at the end. It was Nancy. Yeah. Max is the girl that like sacrifices herself for the whole thing. Robin is yeah, also Robin, there. It was very much like the women were fucking shit up in the end, which I thought was, which was kind of fun. And of course, Eleven. Because mm-hmm. at the end there, when it's like Steve, Nancy, and Robin, I was like, I want Steve to be the one that like kills, you know, ends it. And mm-hmm. then and then it's Nancy and I was like, oh, I want Steve. And it was like, no, it's good. It's all the girls. Anyways, I thought it Steve. Steve got the shit into the stick. He yeah. didn't get to kill the demon and he didn't get the girl in the end. He's going to get the girl in the end. You think I will be so sad for what's his name? Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan. I will be so sad for Jonathan. I know. Yeah. He's just so like fragile. I know. I know. Anyways, I know. it's just um, so great. Okay, so there was one thing that I was, like, a little confused on. So when they're in the pizza van, mm-hmm. I think they're in the pizza van, Will's talking to Mike and, like, showing him, I guess, like, this, the art where Elle, like, about the, you're the heart and that whole other thing. And Will gets really emotional and is, like, crying, looking out the window, talking to him about how Elle feels about him. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So is Will emotional and crying and upset because he loves Eleven or because he's jealous of Eleven and Mike and he loves Mike? I can't figure it out. Yeah, I'm not sure. I have a theory that Will is gay. That's what I was thinking. Like, does he love Mike and he's like emotional because or I couldn't tell if it was that or like or if he loves Eleven. Like, I'm very confused about it. I think it's he realizes that Mike is so in love with Eleven and Uh and I think Will is, too. That's what I was thinking. I mean, I could be totally wrong, but I I have a feeling that's what that is. Yeah. Anyways. Very interesting. So good. Sorry if you haven't seen Stranger Things yet, but you should because it's it's absolutely fantastic. We probably should have given like a spoiler alert before we dove into that. Yeah. But also like if you if you like Stranger Things, you you watched it. Like you had you had a long weekend to kind of do it. Come on. Yeah, hopefully I wouldn't ruin it for everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Well, whatever, I don't really care. It's just so good. But that ending, Eddie's ending, is just 
him playing the fucking metal is <laughs> <laughs> so on top of an RV in the upside down. It's just so good. Mm-hmm. I bet you writing that scene was so fun. Oh, I bet filming that scene was yeah. so fun. So good. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, loved it. You know what I didn't love? Hmm. We watched the new Doctor Strange last night. Oh, I've never seen any of that. You're not you're not a big Marvel person, are you? I used to be, but I just feel like some of the newer stuff hasn't been as good or something. I don't know. My whole thing with Marvel is the formula that it works is amazing CGI, obviously, good storylines, and a lot of comedy. And mm-hmm. the ones that don't work are the ones where they're just bad at comedy. Captain Marvel, yeah. she's not funny. Sorry. That, yeah, I hate true. that one. And Benedict Cumberbatch, you are one of the great actors of our time. You're just not funny. Not funny. And as much as I do love Elizabeth Olsen, you're not funny. Mm-mm. I, I, and so it makes it hard for this to work. I mean, I, I think that this does a thing for the multiverse, and it brings in, if you watch it, spoiler or whatever, but they go into a different kind of multiverse or dimension and they're able to bring in Fantastic Four and the X-Men and like different characters. And so I almost think that like this is just a shit movie that they're using to be able to bring in everyone into the MCU, which makes sense. Like it's a bridge, I suppose, but it's just so ridiculous. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Halfway through, it seems like they just kind of gave up and just started mm. doing these like very, very weird shots. And it was just kind of like hokey 1980s horror a little bit, like a bad Ghostbusters at some point. Weird. So anyways, think if you're like super big into the MCU and you want to figure out how all these things are going to be able to connect going forward then watch it but about three-fourths of the way through i was like i want to leave now this is or i want to stop watching this i don't i don't know what we're doing here so not one of my favorite things sorry got it speaking of the multiverse Mm -hmm. are you familiar with the cern hydron collider the what the cern hydron collider i cannot say that i have any fucking clue what that is okay that's because you are (laughs) not smart Uh, or am i just not a nerd maybe it's a large particle collider Mm -hmm. and so effectively what they do is they take particles and they speed them up in this like very big tube to like basically light speed they smash them into one another and they make new particles and they can kind of like almost like recreate what a black hole looks like for a second they can learn a lot about the universe by doing all this stuff it's how they discovered the higgs particle which is known as the god particle anyways it's some Hmm. dorky physics shit but here's where like the conspiracy theories out there one of the first times that they turned this thing on and they threw a bunch of particles at one another and kind of made these like kind of like tiny black holes and all this stuff was back in 2012 and that was the time which a lot of people were saying was when the mandela effect started being noticed Mm -hmm. and so the conspiracy theory out there is that when they started doing this they started to splinter off into different realities and we started to fuck up the multiverse (laughs) very interesting yeah and the reason why i bring it up is because they so they turned on the hadron collider yesterday so a lot of people are saying that we're going to like splinter off into a new reality as of 
today. So hope you guys are feeling well. And, you know, who knows? Maybe in this reality of superpowers and a sauna. That'd be sickening. Yeah. So when you say a different reality, do you mean like a virtual one? One of the Mandela effect is it's Berenstain Bears, not Berenstein Bears, Mm -hmm. you know, and like, I remember it being this way. No, I remember being that way. So it was like, in our timeline, it was whatever it was originally, and then something happened. And now we're in this, we kind of jumped over to this other one where the name's different, but we all still remember collectively the old way the book was written or whatever. Right. I mean, it might just be that we were all fucking stupid kids and like didn't really know the difference between Berenstain and Berenstain anyways. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, probably. Is it the Flintstones or the Flintstones? Yeah. I don't know. We might meet like today into a different reality and I think that's pretty cool. Sickening. Or we might meet a terrible one. I mean, the way the world's going right now, we might be in a bad one. I don't know. It's not looking great. It's not looking great out there. I do feel like we are like rapidly progressing towards real life Ready Player One. For sure. It's freaking me. So I went to an event last week. One of my good friends, Brittany Kelly, and her husband, Brian Kelly, who is a member of Florida Georgia Line, if you are a country music fan, they have started this uh, thing called Chill Cowboy Country Club. Okay. And basically it's an, it's NFTs, which I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I know nothing about NFTs at all. Mm -hmm. Um, but Brittany being a friend, I am interested in this like business she's starting. And so I, you know, I go to this event and she actually, uh, gave me one of the NFTs, which is so cool. So I now own my first NFT, which I'm super pumped about from what I understand, like all NFTs are very different, but hers specifically, these chill cowboy NFTs specifically also give you like a membership, like this exclusive membership to going to different events. Like I think they're going to have a a chill cowboy festival once a year or something and then like all these other events throughout the year that if you own one of these nfts you get to go to those you know and uh and she was even saying too like you know like as it progresses like god forbid we ever you know go into another lockdown or something but like if we did and you had one of these nfts like you could hang out in this virtual reality and go to these festivals and events virtually as your avatar as your nft avatar which is blows my fucking mind like I really can't even comprehend that but all I could think about was if this is real life ready player one like we're on the way I don't know if you haven't read ready player one I know we talk about it a lot and we we, Wells talked about ready player two when it came out but like if you haven't read it or seen it highly recommend because we are going there oh for sure I mean Facebook and Zuckerberg are like working tirelessly on these new oculus headsets that are going to be able to change everything it's nuts I know but here's the thing you can Put on a headset and go be in paradise for whatever, and but you're still gonna want to go home and sit in your sauna, you know? Or get in your bed. Or get in your bed. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're going that direction. I just don't know if I want to go in that direction. I don't. I'm like, you know, for my lifetime, like I'm gonna just gonna finish it out in in the real yeah. world here, mm-hmm. and like you guys can hang in the. I don't know. You guys can do it virtually. That's cool. But like for me, I feel like I'm just gonna like keep doing what I'm doing, yeah. live this real life shit, and the next generation like have at it. Yeah. You want to live in the metaverse? Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. I'm gonna live in the universe. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what I'm gonna do? What? <laughs> oh God. It gets hotter than a hoochie coochie. We lay <laughs> on the Georgia asphalt. We got a little crazy, but we never got caught. You think you can go way down yonder on the Chattacoochee in the metaverse, bro? No. Yeah, I think you can. <laughs> no. You you got to go down on a girl in real life, not in I the don't metaverse. Know, I, think they do, I think they do it in the metaverse, too. Yeah, but 
How they can re- replicate muddy water? It's a great question. You got to go through it, kids. Yeah, highly recommend. Highly recommend going down on a chick. <laughs> In real life. <laughs> you haven't lived until you've gone way down yonder on the Chattacoochee. <laughs> oh, God. I have a favorite thing. I finished the first season of Obi-Wan, and it is so great. I loved every second of it. It's so fun. It's funny. Acting's ridiculous because, I mean, Ewan McGregor is fantastic. Hayden Christensen, even though you don't see him a whole lot, he does a great job playing Darth. I always liked him. He's so good at it. I love Darth is so fun to watch fight because it's a little bit like Jason Voorhees, you know, in uh, in Halloween where he's it's kind of slow and like methodical and you don't think that like they are athletic or like their fighting style, but they're so big and strong or whatever that like everything's effortless. It's so like he does such a good job of of doing that thing. We were watching and I was like, I love the way that Darth fights because he looks like he's slow, but he's fucking badass. Even though Obi-Wan like keeps on kicking his ass. But it's so good. And it's got all the things that you need to have a good Star Wars film. You need the music. I don't even know if it's John Williams, but you got to have the music. You got to have the lovable droid, which they do. This cute little droid is such a great character. And then you need to have the reluctant hero. And you're not really sure who the <laughs> reluctant hero is in this situation. Is it Inquisitor Reva? maybe is it obi-wan kenobi i mean that's the obvious choice because like he doesn't want to kind of go back into the force but he does but i say that the reluctant hero is going to be kumail nanjani's character haja i think that's gonna be happening in the second season i can't wait for obi-wan kenobi's second one because now they gotta go i guess they gotta go hang out with luke which that'll be fun. And there's bridging the gap between episode four and A New Hope. And I'm excited about it. And like they can just keep on doing this stuff. You and McGregor, do it. Love that for you. You know what I don't love? What? I had so many YFTers hit me up this week about this. Okay. It's just so sad. HBO, why the fuck are you taking Theo James off of my screen? Why mm. did you cancel oh. The Time Traveler's Wife? Dude. What? They weren't loving it, apparently. I have a lot of people in my DMs that are very upset about this. And how could you end season one the way you did if you weren't going to renew? Like, at least let them like do like a limited series and finish the story. The story's not over. There's so much story left. Why would they end it like that unless they knew they were going to do season two? I'm so upset. Theo James deserves justice. And also, I'm wondering, like, is it possible for someone else to pick this up and do a season two? Like, do you know how Manifest got canceled and then yeah. Netflix picked it up? Yeah. Like, do is there any possibility that, like, Netflix or Hulu or somebody can pick up this from HBO and do a season two? Surely. Please, God. Like, I'm going to call my mother and make my mom, do like, figure this out because... <laughs> Mom! All, all it really needs is one more season, you know, to, like, finish the story uh, from the novel. Yeah. I feel like they did a good job. They could probably got about halfway, and I feel like it's totally doable to just do one more season. And I feel like the story is so good. The book is so good. Like, Theo James is so hot. Like, we deserve to finish the story. That's all I'm saying. And HBO, I'm pissed. Well, I'm sorry. That does suck. It was good. Maybe someone will do it. So if we're, if we're going to go down the things that, like, annoy us, I, 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 yeah, I, yeah. I have a request. Um, can we stop making the pineapple on pizza is gross joke, America and the world? I, you mean Stranger Things? That's where I was like, I was like, this <laughs> fucking joke. 
Everyone uses this joke. It's so stupid. I'm. It's you know. Do you know what it is like? This is the equivalent of the pineapple and the pizza joke. Is the equivalent of people hating the word moist. All right. We get it. Stop fucking using that joke. It's so overplayed. We get it. It's a gross word. You're not the first person in the world that said that the word moist is gross. All right. Everyone has said it. It's so overplayed. Same with the pineapple pizza joke. We get it. It's weird. It's different. Saying that makes you seem so cool and different. No, it doesn't. It makes you seem like everybody else. And you know what? It is fucking weird. And it is gross. Of all the fucking weird shit you can put on pizza, that's not even in the top ten, alright? There are pizzas out there with just fucking whole sardines on them, okay? That's, f and it's gross. Blech. And it's gross, okay? But there's no joke of like, oh my god, you put sardines in your pizza? No. It's not, all right? Fucking Hawaiians are weird, all right? They like their Canadian bacon or their Canadian ham and their pineapple, all right? Because that's what they got over there. It's just like the that's what she said joke. If that's where your comedy is, do better, okay? <laughs> fucking let's raise bar for your comedy, okay? Mm -hmm. And here's the funny thing is that I've got a new show that I'm hosting on Hulu about pizza, and we definitely make that joke. But whatever. I'm just like, okay, we get it. Pineapple on pizza is so gross. Oh, crazy. Take the pineapple off, kid. You're crazy. Hey, by the way, you got a donkey, don't you? You have a donkey? I have five. You have five donkeys? Yeah. So in Paradise, I won't like kind of ruin it, but in Paradise, there's a date where I r ride a donkey around. You ride a donkey? I ride a donkey around. Oh, wow. Is it a donkey? Is it a burrow? It had balls. Well, that doesn't, I, th I bet it was a burrow. Well, I don't know. His name was Flemont. It had balls. Well, yeah, because I thought if, if you castrate them, then it becomes like a jackass or something like that. I mean, I don't know the technical situation of it, to be honest with you. What's a horse and a donkey put together? Mule. A mule. You can't, and you can't mate a mule with a donkey. Right. Yeah, I was on a burro. It was in, it was in Mexico. <laughs> was he small? Kind of small, but yeah. like, I don't weigh that much, so I, it wasn't like, a, it was a whole lot of pressure on him or whatnot but can i just say big donkey guy over here big donkey guy <laughs> all right i've never really loved horses they're 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 very big they can i feel like they they can really hurt you and they kind of just do whatever the fuck they want to do and you're just kind of along for the ride you know they stop and they pee and they poop a lot i just not a big horse and i know you're a big horse guy but i'm just not a big horse guy i'm kind of intimidated by them but let me tell you tell you something guys if you're intimidated about horses Get into the donkey game, okay? Donkeys are so sweet. They make funny noises. They're just... They have they're, the best ears. They have the best ears. They're just there for a good time. And you know what? They're small enough that you can kind of maneuver them around. Like, I feel like I'm never in charge of a horse. But a donkey, I was mm -hmm. like, let's go, buddy. Like, we were a team. I Oh, you just wait until you have a donkey that doesn't want to listen. Yeah, maybe that's... They are so strong for their size. Like, when I'm leading them around, even my minis, the second they decide they don't want to do what I'm saying, if they start dragging me, like, I'm fucked. Like, I, I there's no... I, I mean, yeah. I can't. Like, they outweigh me, like, no joke. And once they... They're very stubborn. Mm -hmm. And um, they also don't like to be led. They like to be pushed. So if you ever can't get a donkey to move, put something behind it and like push it, and oh. that's the way to do it. Well, anyways, donkey. Flem Pro tip: If you have a chance to ride Flemont in Thailand, <laughs> that's his name. That's his name. He was the Cute. best. I'm big donkey guy over here. I love donkeys. I love my donkeys. Yeah, they're great. They are. I made a life decision. I saw this on TikTok, and it, it annoys me. So in a lot of countries, and I even noticed this in Mexico, in a lot of countries they have fruit trees growing, the trees that you'd see like on the sidewalk, Publix 
place areas in parks and things. You know, you can just go and pick a nectarine or whatever. You can just go eat the public fruit. But in America, we don't do that. And I think that that's like capitalism at like its lowest because like, well, we want to sell you your fruit. We don't want it just to be like available willy-nilly, you know? But that's crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, we have all these trees that don't do dick. They just put pollen out. And, you know, and fuck up your world, you know? And you got to rake the leaves and all this stuff. You don't even get anything out of it. You got to do a bunch of work for nothing. So you know what I'm going to do? I've decided. I got two trees in my front yard. Those bitches are coming out because they don't do dick. And we're gonna, oh. <laughs> we're putting in some fruit trees. That's lovely. Some, some stone fruit. So, you know, maybe a nectarine uh-huh. situation. Maybe, maybe peaches. I don't know. I think I had a lemon tree when I lived in L.A. Everyone's got a lemon tree. Yeah, I, I would like one of those too because we you do use lemons a lot, but I want yeah. I want a fruit tree. Yeah. So, anyways, that's what I'm gonna do. Love that for you. Yeah, I'm in it. Cute. So you talked about it last week. We started watching it, Snowflake Mountain. Oh yeah. Have you watched any of it, or you just like? No, saw I haven't. It? Okay, so the premise is a bunch of just like fucking anno- just like the worst. They're just like what everyone hates about like Gen Z's and Gen Xers of like just lazy, won't do anything, scared of everything. They're just these people and they basically send them into send them to a mountain and basically it's like them complaining. I would say what it is, it's um Simple Life. You guys remember Simple Life? Oh yeah, huge fan. Paris and Nicole. Oh yeah. It's Simple Life, but instead of having two hot chicks who are rich it's just mm-hmm. fucking normal people and mm-hmm. so don't love that <laughs> it's got a good shtick to it it's a little bit like um too hot to handle so oh love that show if you make it through you get fifty thousand dollars but if you leave early then five thousand dollars comes off of you know the, the prize money or whatnot ah uh, i see so it's it's smart um but here's the problem is that they've got these two like retired army guys as the hosts or whatnot. Oh. Mm -hmm. And they're terrible. And that's the problem. They're just not good at this because that's not... Interesting. And and this isn't like... They're doing a fun... No. They're just not good at this. Like, their jokes are bad. What they needed to have is they needed to have, like, a comedian, someone in there driving. Because what's happening is ridiculous. On the first day, like, one team, like, steals all the food of the other team. So funny. There's this one guy who just, like, talks mad shit to, like, everybody. There's so many opportunities for, like, really good hosting. But they just have these two guys who are just kind of, like, sticks in the mud. So, anyways, not one of my favorite things. But kind of funny. But also, if you want this, go watch. Um, simple life with uh, Paris and Nicole. Also, should they just have you host next time? Yeah, but like, I mean, I'm, I'm not like a survival expert, but I also would love that. I like to camp and that kind of stuff. The problem is, is they found guys who are like survival guys and not guys who are like host guys. But you guys, right. and which I get, you need to host the show more than mm-hmm. you need to explain that like. One time yeah. in Afghanistan, you made a fire, you know? Like, like I, don't I feel like that. they could bring those guys in here and there to, For like, sure. give a little speech or something or a little demonstration. But, the, yeah, but, like, have, like, a real host doing most of the talking. Yeah, that's the big weak point there. But, anyways, it's um, it's okay. All right. But I tell you what, man. I tell you one of my favorite things right now. I, I have gotten to a side of TikTok that I didn't oh. know existed that, like, ooh, let me tell you what. Have you guys gotten into RV talk? What? Okay, so basically it's like people who sell RVs and they like show the, what the amenities are. Am I in, in 
Am I um, <laughs> in the market for an RV? Not at all. Will I, will I ever be in the market for an RV? No. <laughs> Do I love learning about what's in the new Coyote Sprinter RV? <laughs> Fuck yeah, I do. Wow, look at that. Oh, it's got the pop-out thing? You got queen bed in, in the, the widow's peak? What? You got full shower in this bitch? Oh, Storage on the side. You telling me that there is a full fridge on the outside, so when you're <laughs> when you're camping, you can get beers real easy. Your boy's big into RV talk. If you haven't looked into RV talk, let me tell you something. You are missing out, kid. They got. You're a, insane. Am I ever gonna get an RV? No way. Can we talk about the names of RVs and campers? Because they are hilarious. Oh, like yeah. I passed one the other day that was called Wolf Pup. Wolf Pup is the name of the camper. I'm like, I feel like we could have come up with something a little better than Wolf Pup. RV talk, where it's at. Maybe I do need an RV. I love an RV. I just don't love the idea of driving everywhere. Right. I like to rent an RV for like a small trip. Like I flew into Denver last year and did, drove, rented an RV, drove to Moab. You know, it was like five hours, like yeah, not yeah. that deep. I tell you what will be great, dude, when they have self-driving cars and you can have an RV that's self-driving. Now you're talking. Now we're cooking with gas. Yeah. Oh, this RV's got the captain's chairs that spin around, guys. Love that. <laughs> Love a captain chair. Is there anything better than a captain chair? There's not. No. There is not. No. As good as it gets, kids. Just so you You're know. Right. Last thing. Did you know that Ricky Gervais was in a 80s synth pop band before he became a comedian and an actor? I did not know that. Do you have your computer in front of you? Uh, I do. So I'm talking to you on. Look. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just go Just go look up pictures of Ricky Gervais in his 80s band called Siona Dancing. He looks like kind of like David Bowie back in the day. Yeah, a little David Bowie for sure. Yeah. Wow. How old is he here? I don't know, in his 20s or whatever. He looks young. Do you want to listen to some Siona dancing? Uh, sure. It's pretty great bad 80s synth pop. Uh-huh. <laughs> Obviously was such a big David Bowie fan that he wrote David Bowie into one of his shows. Oh. And David Bowie sang a song on the show about Ricky Gervais. And this is where it just comes full circle. Chubby little loser. Have you ever seen this? Chubby little loser. No. <laughs> national joke. No, not not chubby little loser. No. <laughs> Pathetic little fat man. No one's bloody laughing. The clown that no one laughs at. They all just wish he died. He's so depressed at being useless. The fat man takes his own life. No, no. He's so depressed at being hated. Fatty takes his own life. Fatty, fatso, fatso. Fatso. I like fatso. Yeah, let's go with fatso. Fatso takes Anyways, his own life. Anyways, full wow. circle there. Yeah. 
He was in a band called Siona Dancing, where he was ripping off David Bowie. And then That's later, insane. he had his own show called Extras, where he hired David Bowie to come on and sing a song about how he's a chubby little fat man. Genius. And that, my friends, is one of my favorite things. You know? That's just great. Yeah. Love that for you. I love that for Ricky, yeah. being honest. By the way, I watched this special on Netflix. Eh. Really? Okay. Mm, yeah. I don't know. It was good, but then it was bad, and then it was whatever. Speaking of specials, I saw the Norm MacDonald special on Netflix, and I love it. Also, RIP to Norm MacDonald because he's one of the best. During the pandemic, he was like gearing up to get ready to do this special, and the pandemic happened, so he couldn't do it. But he also knew that he was sick and he might not make it, so he recorded mm -hmm. his special like just basically on his computer Damn. in one take, and that's what's out. Wow. And it's like if you, if, if you love Norm MacDonald comedy, like, then you'll love this special because it's just so all over the place, but like so amazingly crafted, knowing his mind, how good he is at seeming like he's just rambling, but really it's just all going into like this one like amazing direction the entire time. Fantastic. And it's also kind of like a nice ode to Norm because he was one of the one of the best comics ever. Love him. I do have some exciting news in the book department. Mm. One of our faves, Blake Crouch, yeah. has a new book coming out. It's on pre-order right now. It's called Upgrade. And you best believe I've pre-ordered that bad boy. This is the guy who wrote like Recursion and... Dark Matter. Dark Matter. Pines. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Love a Blake Crouch novel. I'm reading a book right now, but I'll tell you about it next week because I'm not... Ooh. Not far enough in, but... Okay. I'll give you a tease about magic. Oh, love that. Yeah, big magic guy over here. Mm -hmm. uh, you got any Muzaks? I don't think so. You're not way down yonder on the Chattacoochee? No. <laughs> Can't say I am. I got something. Okay. So I'm friends with these guys. It's a band called Air Park. Not sure if you're familiar with them. Basically. Sounds familiar. It's, do you remember the band, the Apache Relay? Yeah. So... The lead singer of that and his brother were in a band called Apache Relay, and then the, the band kind of fell apart. They were a big band in Nashville. They actually were, I think they were the opener for Mumford & Sons for a very long time. Anyways, now the two brothers have a new project out called Air Park, and they've got some new music out, and I've been digging on it. Cool. The new single's called Prehistoric Feeling. Here is Air Park. To belong, belong. Automatic, prehistoric feeling Tell me what to call it, show me how to keep it Automatic, prehistoric feeling I wonder what cloud I'm on I like that, I like that Yeah, they're cool, mm -hmm. good guys too Cute Oh, by the way, going to see Camp Ooh, tonight. Fun. Where? I think uh, the Greek. Ooh, that'll be nice. The Greek. Hope so. Love the Greek. Love the Greek. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I'm going to go see some live music, your boy. <laughs> Getting out of the world. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm going to my, my bachelor party soon. Oh, how exciting. Yeah, very exciting. How many people are involved in that? Is it massive? 16? That's a lot. Yeah. You got 16 friends? Not really, but <laughs> here we are. Oh, did we do it? I think so. 
I think we did too. What a great episode. I feel like, I feel very good about this one. We have to end it with us. Yeah. Does your dad not like Alan Jackson? Is there like a, is there like a beef between them? Oh, I mean, he's definitely a rival, obvi. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you know what your, your dad's problem is? What's that? He doesn't have any songs alluding to eating vagina. You know? Is that his problem or is that a good thing? I mean, you want to make it in the biz? You do some cuddlingus songs. That's the rule. I'm not sure. You want to make it in Hollywood, kid? You do songs about eating vagina, but make it seem like you're talking about going to a river. <laughs> oh, God. You want to make a big kid? <laughs> I love when you think you're so funny. <laughs> We're going to make you a star, kid. Do a song about eating vaginas. Like, does Sarah ever get tired of watching you laugh at yourself or no? I mean, if you think about the like, I am the perfect person to be in a relationship with because there is no pressure for her to entertain me. Right. Like, I can just do it myself. But Sarah loves to entertain. She does. But I think she gets, a, 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 you know, at, at some point she's like, you know, like when a kid learns to walk and it's like, great, like they can go play, like get out of the house and go do your thing. You know, I think that's how mm-hmm. she feels about me. It's like, yeah, go. Yes, go entertain yourself. I'm tired. I'm going to oh, yeah. watch RuPaul's yeah. Drag Race now. By the way, congrats to Sarah on uh, the gig hosting. Oh, yeah. We Lo- even talk about Love it. Love yeah, Island. Yeah. Very exciting for her. Yeah. Very cool. That'll be fun. Yeah. I'm happy for her. She's, she's doing a lot of work this year. Get it, girl. Get it. Like that mana, honey? Yeah. All right. Um, well, happy fourth to you. Happy fourth. And uh, we'll see you later. Love y'all. Love you guys. Bye. Bye-bye. That's right. You want to make it this biz, kid? You do some cunnilingus songs. <laughs> I'm going to kill you if Alan Jackson sues us. He won't sue us. <laughs> Maybe he will, actually. Ooh. I can't be the first person to think that that's what that song's about, though. Definitely not. You've thought that, huh? Yeah, I've heard that before. I thought that was such a funny insight, and now I feel oh, so no. unoriginal. There's no way those dudes weren't sitting in that writing room writing that song and not thinking about that. Zero chance. If we get sued because <laughs> we said Alan Jackson songs about eating vagine, that's the funniest fucking headline I've ever heard. And it's worth I'm it. making you pay for all of the lawyer it's fees if we get worth sued. It. <laughs> I'm Natalie Barbu, host of the Real Real Podcast, where we go behind the highlight reel to find out what's really going on in the lives of content creators, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. After quitting my corporate job to start my own businesses, I realized that while things might look glamorous on our Instagram feeds, things can get real behind the scenes. You can listen to The Real Real every Monday to start off your week with some realness and inspiration. Find my podcast wherever you're listening right now and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a beat. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.